0: Thank you for joining us for Be Our Geek, where everyone is a geek about something, and we're broadcasting live from the Twin Cities Film Fest studio. So happy to cover your pop culture landscape through our geek lens. I'm Miss Shannon, of course, joined by my good friend and co-host, Jayton Satia. Hey, Jay. What is that? I'm sleeping. I'm sleeping. (laughs) You're giving them a little precursor to our guest geek this I week. Yeah,
1: this is the perfect timing for this guest to show up too, yes. right before the film festival kicked into gear. Oh my god! Does
0: your does your sleep pattern get very unregulated during the Twin Cities Film Fest, Jaden?
1: Unregulated meaning like no sleep. Sure. Like irregular, I guess like is a better word. Yeah, sleeping doesn't exist in my language, and that's why I'm glad uh, our guest is here yes. to help me process that
0: i am glad that she is here as well because i am a wonky sleeper and so is my son so we have a lot of questions for our guest geek this week i did she's not the, know that yeah she's the founder and ceo of sleep health specialist so sarah mo is going to join us i'm excited about that too Jaden, because i get to say words like polysomnography, I think. I'm going to have to ask her <laughs> well, how to I was say that. Say, yeah. Did I was like,
1: you actually just say that word? I know, I know, because
0: that's what she studied. And, and so the fact that we have a polysomnographic technologist. Why I, don't you I, just leave it to the expert? I'm going now. to, so we'll get to that in our next segment. Although and I do enjoy you saying trying that Trying it, yeah. yeah <laughs> <that's> <laughs> you just funny. have to pretend and just fake it till you, you make it. I, yeah. Welcome to my life. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. How do you think the festival happened? <laughs> I am very <laughs> impressed, because we are in our ninth year of the Twin Cities Film Fest, right? We
1: are. And I mean, that's, that's a year away from being a you know, decade, and I can definitely see that in my face. Right.
0: Can you? I remember you back when you first said that you were going to start this when we knew each other in college, and I'm like, you know, a lot of times if somebody told me they were going to start a film fest, I would go, whatever. But I'm like, you know what, Jaden's probably going to get this done, you and now you you're still here. You are the only
1: one, trust me. <laughs> There's enough people that I know now uh, who are good friends <laughs> and just good colleagues, and you know. Tongue-in-cheek comments are like, good luck, kid. <laughs> was uh, quite often.
0: Mm-hmm, but you got it together, and now you have one of the most uh, – I mean, it's it's certainly not a con, but it's one of those things that definitely is in the conversation all the time. You know, one thing all that, that the I
1: time definitely say is one of the more reputable festivals in the region. Mm-hmm. And in the region, I mean, obviously in the north or however you want to identify Midwest now. Um, and, you know, we're getting uh, content that is typically um, – reserved for your bigger cons right. and toronto's and all that uh we're the second tier festival that comes down the pipeline so after it premieres there has a great review then uh i work with the studios to show that content here and show the premiere so i'm very l- very lucky on that and amazing programming team and i was talking to my p- uh, programming uh director about it yesterday actually and he said um hey uh, we have about thousand submissions this year wow. and uh do you remember when we used to watch all of them and all <laughs> of them back in year one was like a hundred <laughs> and I'm like yeah and I'm glad I'm not watching a thousand films I have an amazing <laughs> team that does that for me as well so. and that
0: has to be difficult so when you are working with your team that's going to make the selections for the Twin Cities Film Fest is it that you sit down and you go here are our primary categories and then you divvy them up amongst your team or how do you go through that process JD?
1: yeah there's uh, a couple of different uh, I guess more or less um, silos so okay. shorts programming is a key component to our our festival so we definitely have a shorts programming team about three to four individuals who watch all these films grade them and then they recommend their top tiered ones the one these are definitely ones that are in uh versus these are no's versus these are maybes could you help with that and then um my second tier programming team takes over and kind of helps with the maybes um i'd have a definitely have a minnesota series at our festival we've always featured minnesota local artists or at least minnesota connected artists and uh we have a, a special team that just works on Minnesota content. And they're kind of, st- I mean, honestly, they're stalking filmmakers <laughs> year long. They're stalking their film, you know, their Facebook pages and the Instagram posts. And they're on top of it. And um, so they got that one. Uh, I work with the studios. Right. But That happens in the summer. Um, and our artistic director kind of works independent content from across the country. So he's got his ear on everything that is happening from all the different film festivals across the country. To any uh, personal relationships we may have with filmmakers, so it's a it's a good nine month beast that uh, kind of comes to a head uh, in the next uh, few weeks here. I mean, especially at the gala, our gala. It's coming up in a, in a few weeks. And speaking
0: 6th. of Minnesota ties, you yeah. have a fantastic uh, guest that is going to be yeah. the premier guest of your Twin Cities Film Fest gala this year.
1: I'm super excited about this. I've been wanting this individual to come to our festival, uh, not because he's originally from Minnesota, but he's just a, a talent that is just amazing. Literally the breadth of work that he's done. Uh, over the past i don't even know 25 30 years in the industry it's just been amazing and uh, we made the announcement uh, a couple of days ago Mm -hmm. Um, the actor steve zahn will be uh, our honored guest we'll be giving him our lifetime achievement award and i know he feels he's only 50 (laughs) um, but i know he feels he's not ready for a lifetime achievement award but too bad he's getting one. he's getting one from us because he deserves it and Like I said, he's been in the industry for thirty years ish, and it's going to be
0: so fun. So to remind everybody who Steve's on, because I think that he's had such a variety of work out there, and and we like to claim him because he is a Minnesota. So we're going to go back
1: and forth. I'm going to name a film, then you name a film, and then I name a film, and then you name a film, just so people can get context on how we may have where we may have seen him. Okay,
0: you go first, Jay. So
1: I'll go Reality Bites.
0: Yes, Uh, and then I will do uh, Riding in Cars with
1: Boys. Uh, more recently, he was in Captain Fantastic. Yes, he
0: was. I will actually go. Let's let's go to 2003 because I have some clips of him in Daddy Daycare. Oh, you yes. Remember, he was in Daddy Daycare yes, with yes, Eddie yes. Murphy yeah. and Jeff Garland, and he played kind of like the, the third daddy, we'll say, uh-huh. that's in that. So I have a clip of when he okay. first came in, and they're actually kind of introducing to be a part of their little daddy daycare uh, scenario. But uh, I'm not a
2: daddy. You don't have to be a daddy. You're a
1: male-type humanoid, and that fits in with the philosophy of the whole place.
2: I don't know, guys. I mean, I guess, I like, hanging out with the kids, it's kind of cool. But uh, I guess childcare wasn't necessarily an avenue that I felt professionally I was headed towards. That's exactly what I said. Marvin.
0: Oh, my yes, God, Yes, come on in. is iconic. Yes, in and way. then one of the moms comes in, oh, and I Marvin's now one. in love.
3: Hey guys. I am so sorry. I forgot to write you a check this week. Ever since the divorce, my has just been like...
2: <laughs> hey.
1: oh,
0: oh hi. hi are you the
2: new daddy i'm your daddy <laughs> <laughs> i'm not your daddy But <laughs> well, i'm your baby's dad <laughs> i'm not <laughs> i'm not your baby's daddy i'm gonna be <laughs> <laughs> um you're marvin
1: his delivery is um, just I'm on He's play.
0: so Will. cute in that It's one. nice to meet you, Marvin. I'm.
1: He's such a great uh, voice actor as well. Yes.
0: Yeah, so there are so many of those things, like um, you know, Diary I, of a Wimpy Kid. Right. oh he's been in. He was in three of those. He also uh, did the voices for Chicken Little. Uh, he was in Escape from Planet of the Earth. He did the Joyride. voice on that. Yes. Uh, and you know, oh, you know, just since we are a geek podcast, I do need to bring up this Wait. one.
1: We do have uh, somebody who wants to chime in, Sarah. Oh. Sarah just Sarah, Mo,
0: our guest, our guest geek. What, what you have a Steve Zahn moment? That thing you do. That yes, thing you that do. thing you do. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. We appreciate it. So I'm glad that you're awake for this segment, Sarah. <laughs> we appreciate Very that. Can I just, from a geek perspective, play one more clip from Daddy yeah. Dick here for you? Because there's one where uh, Steve Zahn is talking to a little kid who's dressed up as the Flash, and it's one of my favorite moments in the whole world. So we have this one. Yeah. We're chasing
2: bad guys. Excellent idea. We can chase Joker. Well. Wait a second, buddy. That's Batman's bad guy. You're the Flash. So you want to be chasing... Lex Luthor? No, that's Superman. You want to be chasing Captain Boomerang, Gorilla Grodd, Reverse Flash. The Rigger? What have you been doing to these kids?
0: (laughs) He's so cute. (laughs) And it's fun to do that. Fun fact, um, so the little kid who's dressed up as the Flash in Daddy Daycare is a young actor named Jimmy Bennett, who's like 22 now. But not only did he do Daddy Daycare, but then we can flash forward to the rest of his career because he's still acting. Is he's he still flash doing stuff? Now? No, you know who he is though. He did play, and this was back in the day. So in like 2000, he was in uh, the 2009 reboot of Star Trek. He played Young Kirk in that he one. Did. Yeah. So the Flash grew up and became Yo- Young Kirk, and that so was, that was, was scene when he was when like, he
1: was like uh, driving uh, that, the that car that or whatever. Yeah. So the
0: one where like he's like driving like the convertible and then the drives th- off the cliff. Yeah,
1: and the <laughs> cop is chasing him, and yes. yeah. Uh, he so still very Flash-like. (laughs) Well, he was fast then. Yes. Um, Yeah, so Steve will be here. I don't know if people know... But he uh, was born in Marshall, Minnesota.
0: Yes, I went to Gustavus uh, Dave, uh, uh, Davis. I can't Gustav talk Davis, today. Yep. There we go. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. And uh, his parents still live here, so we're super excited. He's going to be here, and uh, you are going to be at the gala as well. Thank you. I'm you're excited you're to do that. You're our honored MC. You're basically going to run the whole show. This is your second year. What made
0: you come back? Come on, man. Because I mean you're my friend, and I enjoy this so much. And you know me. If you ask me to do something, Jaden, I'm like, okay, it's Jaden. I'm gonna do it. You know what?
1: That's <laughs> absolutely. I don't think there's ever been a time where Shannon hasn't said yes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I should probably take more advantage of that. But I but don't, don't because I'm a good friend. Yes, you and are I, I, fantastic. And I would, I would hope I reciprocate in the same way.
0: You know, I, I appreciate you all the time. You've been fantastic, and that's why we're still hanging out after all this no, time. Oh, I yeah. love it. I love it. So Steve is going to be really fun. We're going to sit down, we're going to do an evening with Steve Zahn. And, you know, if you've ever seen any of his other interviews, you just know that he is so talented. Because he can do the comedies. He can do rom-coms. He can do, you know, uh, uh, just a, a, a broad spectrum of things. And... I always find him so charming in so many of the roles he did. Because do you guys remember the movie uh, Management that he did with Jennifer Aniston? I think so. Yeah, yeah and so
1: I need to go back into my memory data bank. Yeah, yeah, and
0: so he's done, like, these n- these movies that we've all heard of, and then, like, come some of these, like, smaller ones. But you really get to see his personality, and he's so excellent at playing, like, that guy that you want to have on your side. So if we do, like, the final scene from uh, the management, this really gives you an idea. And I had to leave, like, a little bit of the cheesy soundtrack music in because it really sets the tone done. for what's going on. Told you cheesy soundtrack. Hi. He I'll shows up at our house. Hi. He comes to see Jennifer okay. Aniston. She's pregnant.
2: So far, so good. Are you okay? <sighs> I'm really sorry, Mike. Hi. You were right. I was like a kid.
0: Don't you just want him on your side? You just want to hug him. To
2: the motel.
1: If he gives me an opportunity, I might.
2: <laughs> I want to turn it into a homeless shelter with midnight basketball. I already bought the soup noodles.
0: Now here comes one of my favorite lines of a movie ever.
2: I was actually hoping that you might want to help.
0: She gets verklempt. Just like you are right now. I know. I really
2: love you, Sue. And I want to take care of you you and whoever it is that's inside of you. All I want is to be with you. Melting. That's it.
0: That part is what gets me every time. Breathe. So I was oh, like, I was yes, Steve Zahn, please tell me to keep breathing. Don't you want that guy right. to just
1: be around you all <laughs> right. the time and just to calm you down? Right. and just to, Even as a friend. Like yes. I just want that friend to be like, Jaden, just breathe. Right. You had a
0: rough day. It's just okay. <laughs> I
1: mean, I do have a friend like that. And it's right. Bill Cooper. <laughs> but, exactly. But I can see it where a Steve Zahn could come in and basically diffuse any situation just with his voice and his calmness. And here's the key thing for me. Every single thing that he does, whether it be the thing you do mm-hmm. or playing the the newest ape on uh, uh, War of the Planets, yes. the ape. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's genuine, and you believe his character. Right, he literally morphs into that character, and you think beyond his face on on the screen. You think about y- you. Actually, I tend to reflect to my life. like, who's that person in my life that I could? Say that's my person, right? That is talking to me through the camera. So well,
0: one of the things that I hope that that does get brought up when he's at the Twin Cities Film Fest Gala that's coming up on September sixth. Um, he uh, has done a number of interviews that he talks about his experiences playing the Bad Ape in War of the Planet of the Apes and hanging out with Andy Serkis and hanging out with Woody Harrelson. And so you know when we go back to discussing Steve Zahn and how. Broad his talent is, and how many different parts he's been able to play. Like when you hear him play that character, and then hear him uh, really talk about what it was like to get into that character, you really learn a lot about him. So I hope we get to ask more of those questions because we'll, uh, we'll remind everybody what he did sound like when he was talking uh, in, uh, as the bad ape in War of the Planet of the Apes. Home. O- old home. Are
2: there more apes from Zoo? Dead. Oh, that human gets sick, ape gets smart, then human kill ape,
0: but not me, I run. And so I just, you know, just to have him explain, you know, what it was like to go through that process has got to be amazing because we've gotten some little tidbits. Like, um, I saw him when he was on Good Morning America, and so he talked about that. And so just him going, wow, here's what it was like to be in that uh, film and to try and get into that character.
2: You know, it's the hardest, physically the hardest job I ever did. It's motion capture. When there's this idea, like I went into it, I, I was naive. I thought, "Oh, I'm going to act in a little room with, uh, you know, with a tennis ball, and and uh, we're not going to be on the mountain and whatever." When you're doing motion capture, you're shooting. You know, you you have to be an ape. They can make you look like an ape, but they can't make you be one. So I, I, I how do you do method for ape? Yeah. yeah. I would, I would. Uh, for two weeks, I worked out with Terry Notary, who's who plays Rocket, who's kind of our coach on set, and and it, it was exhausting. I'd go back to my my apartment and I watched YouTube videos of like, you know, chimps at a zoo, and I was fascinated with the the little guy, the little guy in the corner that didn't do anything, and like, how is that different to, you know, it's like us sitting there, but but we we posture and, and we look. We we turn and they they they're just it, it it, and to s- and to get that to be second nature was difficult, and then to play a character. Which
0: how? What else do you want to hear him tell us at the Twin Cities Film Fest Gala? Um, I definitely want him to refer
1: back to his days when he was in Minnesota and mm-hmm. when he got his start and where he got his training. And he currently lives in Kentucky, and I know his parents live here. Um, I want to bring that back to the fact that, again, beyond his talent, the fact that we have amazing artists that are here in Minnesota that are making truly a great impact in the world of entertainment, uh, obviously beyond that as well. um, I definitely want to have him talk about that, and I think that that's something that he would be very much interested in talking about. When we did this with uh, Leah Thompson a couple of years ago when we gave her uh, our Lifetime Achievement Award – uh, she, again, we, we expected her to talk for maybe three or four minutes. It wasn't like a conversation like we we're going to have with Steve. It was right. more like, here's your, here's the mic and go ahead and say whatever you want. You know, and they were like, well, how long? I'm like, well, it's up to you. You, you <laughs> tell me how long <laughs> right. you want to talk to and we'll give you the appropriate time. And uh, her sister, who's also her manager, Colleen, said, um, you know, like five minutes or so. I'm like, great. Right. So we allocated five minutes. Leah talked for 25 minutes. <laughs> Because she got so comfortable because right. she majority of that twenty five minutes was how she got her start in Minnesota. Wow. And that was the most humbling thing for all the audiences to to, to be part of. And again, we didn't care about time at that point. We're like, right. let's just go. This is awesome. It's Leah Thompson so I'm telling us everything. Hoping we can again Jason Matheson uh, mm-hmm. from iTalk one oh seven and Fox Nine um, will be our host on stage so think about uh, inside of the actor studio right. James Lipton kind of a show where it's just them two on single couches just having a conversation um, and if anybody and needs to
0: get to go uh, know Jason math and his, his show the Jason show is available on Hulu as well now that's mm-hmm. right yeah mm-hmm.
1: congratulations to mm-hmm.
0: him um, so
1: I think he's a great moderator I think he will basically give Steve the appropriate uh, the uh, the the rope that he needs to go and right then, you know I, I so I have have I'm excited. I'm just super <laughs> excited. I've been wanting to get Steve here for at least six years now' right. I've, been, I've been a good friend of his managers and and this is true and I'll mention this uh, at the gala if you're if you are able to attend but um every single year for the last six years that I've asked to get Steve's on at our gala, he has booked a gig oh so now which w- I'm glad he's working which, well. To also to the, to the liking of his manager, who then it became a running joke, <laughs> because after the year number three, she was like, so are you going to ask again? I'm like, well, of course I'm going to ask him. Why do you want me to ask again so bad? She was like, because, you know, because he, he literally books a gig every time you ask. Him.
0: I'm like, <laughs> So I'm you like, were like, good luck for him, but bad yeah. luck for the gala. Um, Got it.
1: But I'm like, but you got to pursue it. So I asked mm-hmm. again this year, and he was more than gracious to say yes.
0: And that's wonderful because unfortunately, his most recent venture, the show The Crossing, was not renewed for another season. I kind of liked that show. It was a little wonky. and. Yeah, didn't he play like a co- He played a cop. He pl- yeah, so he was like the town right. sheriff, you know, yeah. kind of thing. And it was that sci fi, timey-wimey hybrid that I think got a little convoluted. Correct. It was one of those things that I liked the story, but you really had to. It was made by the people that made Lost, so they were yes. like, hey, you so know. Throw a
1: whole bunch of things in and yes. not explain them. Yes, right,
0: and yeah. then just expect us yeah. to stay along. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, you um, really liked Steve Zahn's character, but I think that was part of the problem with the show is that you liked him but didn't necessarily like anybody yeah. else enough to keep watching the show.
1: We'll talk about it. Maybe that'll come up. Maybe that won't come up. Right. And we'll definitely talk about his future projects as well because just because you're getting a lifetime achievement award doesn't mean your career's over. Right. For for us, it's just saying thank you. Well, so as we're excited about it. That.
0: And you can get all that information if you want know, uh, more information about the uh, Twin Cities Film Fest preview gala that's coming up on September 6th. Just go to TwinCitiesFilmFest.org. Yeah. And speaking of talking to people, before we go to break, why don't you remind everybody who our guest geek is this week? Yeah, this individual
1: I've met uh, on a couple different events, a couple different occasions. And every time I meet with her, I'm just more fascinated by her and her story and her dedication to her uh, to her craft. Um, beyond that, she's just a great human being. And, I, and you and I always just are attracted to just good people. Definitely. So we just w- definitely wanted to have a good person uh, come on board again uh, for our podcast. And she said yes. And, <laughs> and what's fascinating about her, and that's the one thing that I would, you know, I, I'm kind of hesitant to get into this conversation because I'm a horrible sleeper. Mm-hmm. And I know that she will have a lot of things to tell me. That I'm doing wrong, and we'll <laughs> get into that a little bit. But uh, she's a sleep expert. Yes, and I didn't think there. I mean, I've never talked to a sleep expert, uh, uh, so I'm 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 curious. Hopefully, this doesn't ruin our friendship. But uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to have Sarah on uh, on the show today.
0: So Perfect. And we will be right back with our guest geek of the week, Sarah Mo, founder and CEO of Sleep Health Experts. A uh, heat, sorry, sleep health specialist. And we'll be right back on Be Our Geek. Yeah. Welcome back to Be Our Geek, broadcasting from the Twin Cities Film Fest studios. I'm Ms. Shannon. Jaden Satia is here. And, Jaden, it is now time to bring to the microphone this week's guest geek, Sarah Mo, founder and CEO of Sleep Health Specialists. And, uh, Sarah, I, I, I found a very appropriate, cheesy introduction song for you. Are you ready for that, Ms. Mo? Always. All right, here we go. Everybody, sing along in your car.
1: Or wherever you're listening to the podcast.
0: I love it. Is this appropriate?
3: <laughs> <Insomnia>.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, so Sarah, when uh, you are talking to people and you go, hey, what's your job? And people go, well, you know, and you have to explain to them that you are a sleep expert. And uh, rem- uh, help me with this. So, you do sleep studies. So, that's polysomnography
3: polysomnography
0: polysomnography and so how do you how do you decide that you are going to be involved in this field how did you get started sarah
3: so i actually thought i was going to be a nurse as i was growing up i always loved the idea of working in a medical field where i could help people in that capacity right Uh, but turns out sarah's pretty uh, terrified of blood oh (laughs) that lasted about a day so not a phlebotomist no nurse not Uh, a phlebotomist none of that okay Um, so i ended up looking into other medical fields where i didn't have to deal with blood and where i could work at night because i've always kind of been a night owl so i literally stumbled into sleep medicine okay Um, i had a a interview with a college counselor. And they said, you know, have you ever heard of this? And I said, no, have, have you? What is, <laughs> what's sleep medicine? You're right. just making this up right now? Right, what is right. And she <laughs> said, well, we have this program. It's called polysomnography, where your job will be to do sleep studies for patients overnight and diagnose sleep disorders. Okay. And I was instantly fascinated. So
1: you got to stay awake when people were
3: sleeping? Yes, we are hypocritical people. <laughs> <laughs> we sacrifice, sacrifice for the greater good. Yeah. Yes. So I took a class. Uh, it was called the Intro to Sleep and Rest. Okay. And after about 10 seconds, I knew that was going to be my life.
0: You just felt the spark.
3: It was the most fascinating and underrated thing I had ever learned about. Now, sleep. not
0: only do you continue their studies, but you're actually a professor of this now. Correct, yes. Mm-hmm. Um,
3: I've spent years teaching polysomnography, okay. sleep medicine. Do so you uh, teach
0: people how to sleep?
3: I do that as well. So my company, Sleep Health Specialists, I actually do corporate sleep education. So I go into oh. companies and teach classes for employees on sleep. And it's to
1: make them more efficient, to make them better.
3: More productive and yeah. actually ultimately healthier and happier is right. our real goal. Because tired people, <sighs> man, <laughs> they suffer, they suffer yes, a lot. And sometimes you yeah. probably
0: don't even know how much it affects you.
3: Well, that's the sad thing is very few of us have received any kind of sleep education throughout our lives. Right. In all of my classes, I ask people to raise their hands if they've ever had a Fied class in school. And everybody raises their hand. And I say raise your hand if you had any education on nutrition or the – the food groups or, right. you know, a whole ec. Everybody raises their hand. And I ask, raise your hand if you've ever had a sleep class. And all the hands go down every right. single time. You don't get educated on that other third of your life. And we, we sleep a third of our lives. And we don't know what it means or how to do it. But
1: how hard is it? Hey, it's just sleeping, right? <laughs> oh you just
0: lay down <laughs> and you just like go to sleep when you're sleeping.
3: That's it. There's definitely not over 100 classified sleep disorders on the books. Wow,
0: <laughs> that many? Because I yes. thought one of the interesting things in your bio is that you are on the board of directors of the Minnesota Sleep Society. That sounds like the Illuminati. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <laughs> is We are that cool. Yeah. Yeah. secret <laughs> handshake. Right. Yes.
3: yes. Um, no, so there, are, it's actually interesting. As far as sleep medicine goes, it's a newer field for medical fields. We can say the majority of the research that we've gotten has probably happened in the last 30 years okay. at, at best. And even these last 10 years have been explosive. Since I've started over 12 years ago, things are, are so different and so much more advanced. That being said, it's, it's young. It's a young medical field. So a lot of people just don't know that it's an existing thing. Um, so the Minnesota Sleep Society, there's actually a, a lot of sleep societies in a lot of different states. Of, and even across the country, we have a... a large presence as medical professionals but to put it into context my board my board number is one two seven seven four okay um, so i'm twelve thousand seven hundred and seventy seven four of of an existing about twenty two thousand people Jeez, with my credentials okay. so to put that into perspective of the twenty two thousand rps GTs, um there are over a hundred thousand registered nurses in Minnesota alone. Okay. Wow. So the RPSGT credential is very small when you think about it globally.
0: Which is very interesting because, you know, yeah, we're you know, we going, okay, this is amusing that we're doing that. Cause, but you are terrible at some of these things and you don't know that you can go and talk to somebody and get help. I think you usually hear about it if you go, oh, I have sleep apnea. I feel like I'm dying a little bit every correct, time I go correct. to sleep. Or insomnia.
3: There are a lot of different sleep disorders. And the real problem is that it is actually causing uh, physical and mental deterioration very quickly in people. But because of that lack of education, they don't realize that something that they could be looking at as a base level of why things are going wrong physically and mentally is because of poor sleep. Okay, Um, You're you're not told that, hey, if you're not sleeping properly, your cells aren't able to heal or any part. So we have a lot of existing diseases and medical issues that are existing because of an underlying sleep issue that just aren't getting diagnosed. So let's break it down for it. We'll do a kid's
0: perspective and then we can do an adult perspective because in my particular scenario I looked into I dabbled but that's because I have a son who happens to be autistic Mm -hmm. and they are terrible sleepers and I'm not a great sleeper either so I feel like I just infected him with my terrible sleeping.
3: This is not true. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right thank you. All right yes there are some um, inherited behaviors or even traits that can be passed down that that are associated with poor sleep but ultimately especially with the autistic factor it's a very sad truth that that population does suffer from sleep disorders in a more prevalent way than the rest of the society right Um, when you say though that you do have sleep issues or that you are a terrible sleeper it's almost something that people have just kind of either gotten used to or accepted that is the case but we now have sleep studies and we have a way to figure out why you're a terrible (laughs) sleeper or what's actually wrong okay so that's something else that's kind of a missing link where people don't realize it's not how it's supposed to be. Okay, because you
0: do kind of just power through it and go, well, I'm a wonky sleeper, right. and that's just how things
3: Correct. will which continue. Is, which is a very detrimental mindset, especially here in America. It's an American issue. Other countries are way ahead of the game when it comes to taking care of not only their sleep, but their family's sleep, their employees' sleep, their teams, everybody is going to be better at everything when their sleep is taken care of. Well, and Sarah, we don't work that way. Is
0: that one of the pr- the the key storylines that you like to get out there? Is that sleep is more important than we normally give it credit for? Absolutely. Okay, it's
3: incredibly underrated, under respected, unappreciated, and it's sad because none of us can say that we're happier or that we're better when we're tired. Right. I mean, it's you. Every single aspect of your well being is either positively or negatively impacted by sleep. So
1: beyond controlling the quantity of sleep that you're getting, so 8 hours, 9 hours, 10 hours, 12 hours, 18 hours, whatever, (laughs) or 2 hours in my case, (laughs) the quality, how do you control and or how is that something that is consciously controlled, the quality of the sleep that
2: you're getting?
3: Yes and no. So the quantity is important. Most of us need eight hours. Okay. Most of us don't get eight hours. The majority of us say, oh, I function fine on six. Six. Mm-hmm. And yes, you probably will adapt and function fine. Uh, but unfortunately, you are doing physical damage to your body at that point.
0: Got it. So
3: that being said, we should all be shooting for eight hours of sleep but yes that's just quantity quality is vital as well so if you're having interrupted sleep for whatever reason whether it be you have sleep apnea and you continue to wake up to take a breath or mm-hmm. to receive oxygen or whether it be that you just have really bad sleep habits and you don't know it so you're impacting the quality of your sleep pretty much everything has a solution now okay. which is amazing like so like a new
1: mattress like if you need a better mattress you know there's a small pillow.
3: percent of the of the population that actually will correct their sleep from a more comfortable sleep setting, but the majority of us do actually just suffer from bad sleep habits, mainly two. The first okay. slight, first one being blue light exposure. We are all exposed to blue light all day, every day, and it's right. so detrimental to our sleep.
0: So do you mean my cell phone, the yes. tablets? Cell phones, tablets, mm-hmm.
3: TVs, laptops, everything, and we get exposed all day, every day, so it's really important to Welcome understand. Welcome to the future. <laughs> Yes, but the future's going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we yeah, kind of yeah. knew that. It was going to be I the know.
0: future or robot, Sarah. Yeah. We knew that. Yeah, but <laughs> the so blue, blue light, light is, is one. It
3: is, it's the major one. Major it's a different one. frequency than sunlight. It's a actually a much faster frequency. So it's not only telling your brain that you shouldn't be falling asleep. It's also continuing to wake it up throughout the night because that presence is still in your neurological system. So I highly recommend removing blue light from your bedtime situation one uh, one hour prior to trying to fall asleep. Okay, it sounds impossible.
0: It does. It, it sounds, sounds so like so silly. I'm even I you know as, as I have developed into even you know because I'm a book reader girl, right. but now I read books on my tablet. Oh, go
3: back to the paper if you want I, to sleep. Okay, <laughs> all right. I'm gonna have Just, to work on you that. You know what? Try it for a week. Okay. If you remove blue light from bedtime for one hour. I promise you're going to sleep better after a few days. Okay. And once you start getting great sleep, it's really hard to go back. All right, I'll try that first. Okay. Because I am
0: addicted to my, my know, blue lights at night. We
3: all are, d- but you can do anything for a week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I watch movies for a living. I t- know. T- tell me not to watch <laughs> no, <if> the <it's laughs> on blue Before light.
3: bedtime, wake up and do it. Expose yourself then, and then you'll perk yourself up. <laughs> okay. Very <fair laughs> good. Yes. Alright. And the second one is caffeine intake. Because it's not a judgment. Mm -hmm. I drink an iced vanilla latte every single morning. Yes. That being said, it's important to know how caffeine works. Um, It is not necessarily just a form of energy that we consume. It actually blocks the release of adenosine, which is a hormone that helps us fall asleep. So if you have caffeine present in your system and you're attempting to fall asleep, it's not going to let you, even hormonally. So that's where people confuse, oh, I go to sleep, but my mind is racing. Usually it's either the presence of blue light or caffeine that's preventing you from falling asleep.
1: So I'm one of those individuals that I can have a, well, I like to say, I can have a cup of coffee and then watch TV and then literally pass out. You <laughs> that's know? because you're and sleep and
3: deprived. You're not supposed <laughs> to be able to fall asleep in those conditions. And the fact that you are means you're not getting so enough now sleep. now
1: you're talking like my wife.
3: <laughs> well... <laughs> happy life, happy life.
1: Right. Yes. <laughs> um, but you know, for me, my big problem is like I don't. I'm a I'm a heavy sleeper. So once I hit the bed, within a minute, I'm out. And that's I indicative of a sleep disorder sure really and and then um, that
0: makes me feel better because my ex-husband was, was like that and it would make me so mad i'm like how do you do that it's yeah not it's, <laughs> it's not
1: a, a skill that i've thing. built up okay. it's um, not a good thing. and then i I, r- I am a light mover i rarely move i shift positions maybe once maybe twice mm-hmm. but i'm in that position basically the time that i wake up in the morning um Yeah, so I thought that was a skill that I acquired. No,
3: it's not a skill. (laughs) So (laughs) what does it mean
0: if if Jaden falls asleep like a dead log? What does that mean, Sarah? It means
3: you're probably sleep deprived. So sleep debt is, if you're getting less than eight hours, each night that you get less than eight hours, you accrue sleep debt, much like a credit card. And you have to pay that back. And if you don't, you fall further and further into sleep debt. And the things that happen then are, You are able to. I'm like
1: decades (laughs) behind. You are. You are.
3: Um, You're going to need a reset soon. A lot of times, a good reset is when you get sick.
1: So, what is it? Yeah. So, tell me about a. So, either an unconscious reset, like when you just get sick, or a conscious one. So, how do you? It's not unconscious when
3: you get sick. You get sick because sleep deprivation induces it. It induces an actual suppression of your immune system. So your immune system becomes compromised as you get more and more sleep deprived. Uh, It's actually one of the first things that things that happen, and it's incredibly dangerous. The Center of Disease Controls just recently classified overnight sleep work as a carcinogen, oh as really? in something likely to cause cancer, because after one night of getting less than six hours of sleep, your cancer-fighting cells reduce by 70%. I'm See sorry. See, you're,
0: you're killing <laughs> yourself slowly, Jake. <Jayden>. What? Oh <laughs> <goodness. laughs> <laughs> your sleep <laughs> job <laughs> is... I quit the <laughs> no, festival. No, no. I just quit. There's
3: good news. We can fix it. We can help it. Just small shifts will help okay. you maintain more healthy so sleep.
1: I, in that case, how are naps?
3: Naps are clutch for okay. <laughs> okay. for every career. Um, I'm sure you've heard the ideal nap time is 20 minutes. And the yes. reason they say that is because if you sleep longer than 20 minutes, it's possible that you're going to cycle into REM. In REM sleep, that is a stage where your muscles become paralyzed so that you don't act out your dreams. Okay. And because of that muscle paralyzation, it causes incredible fatigue and grogginess. Yes, So a lot of times if you fall asleep and you take a quick nap and you wake up and you feel quote-unquote more tired than you did before. It's because you were probably in REM and you had that hormone secretion making you feel tired.
0: Because I'm one of those people that I'm like, I hate naps because I feel like I always feel worse. I feel like I have the worst night. Like, I don't always have nightmares, but if I'm going to have a bad dream, it's It's when I nap. And I'm like, now I'm exhausted.
3: Well, the the sad thing is that you probably did do some help in reducing your sleep debt by taking that nap. Right. But the after effects are going to be pretty intense. Okay. So that's why they say a 20-minute nap. But I always suggest naps as long as it's not interrupting consolidated sleep at night because it is going to help you.
1: Can I take five naps in one day and just put it into (laughs) one hour? No. (laughs) how is your sleep pattern uh, Shannon
0: well I'm the opposite it's one of those it takes me a while to normally to fall asleep and then I wake up very easily and so like a leaf can blow and I'll wake up and so it's it's you know I'm more likely to wake back up and then be awake for a while
3: right so unfortunately, you should be able to fall back asleep naturally mm-hmm. once you've had a spontaneous arousal, and if you don't, it's probably because of the presence of something like blue light or, or caffeine mm-hmm. that's preventing you from being able to do that. Because I'm
0: not a big caffeine person, but I am addicted to my phone. Yeah. Like I, you know, and like and I do try to power through and not touch it, but I do cheat all the time. Where I'm like, I'm up now. Okay, so I'm going to read no a bunch
3: I, I want to tell you about this study that was recently done in England by a bunch of ninth graders. Yes. They had uh, a group of seeds. They got
1: $5 million dollars <laughs> <in> this study.
3: <laughs> <laughs> they didn't, but they probably have a bunch of money after what they did. Okay. They had two groups of seeds, and they put them in the exact same environments, including temperature, light, o- exposure, all of this, and they put them in separate rooms. But with one of the seeds, they put a cell phone under the plate, and the other seeds they didn't. Okay. And after a week, they took the seeds out of the exact same environments, and the group of seeds that was next to a cell phone didn't sprout, <laughs> and the group of seeds that did—that's
0: <laughs> why that I'm, not I'm not sprouting. I'm not sprouting. That's just a
3: bad
1: bean. <laughs> whatever. No, that, that's we can't uh, be that resistant. Well, I mean, okay. So
0: when you when
1: you talk about blue light exposure and you talked about cancer, you talked about sleep deprivation. Mm-hmm. The obviously there's great correlations. There's studies with technology adversely affecting our physical body.
3: Correct. And that being said, it's impossible for us to avoid it. We have it integrated into every aspect of our lives. Our work, our home lives, our entertainment, everything. And that's okay. But the important thing is to know that if you have the ability to control it, you should. Right. Uh, Even right now, you know, we're in this beautiful studio with technology and electronics and that's okay this is a part of our work lives but if you can say okay well now i'm home or now i'm in my sleeping space and i can remove this and i do have control over that exercise those small behaviors so
1: when you go into uh, a corporate setting and you're talking to these employees and maybe there's you know you're in their big conference room mm-hmm. and there's about 30 40 people sitting yep. there maybe they're executives maybe they're just you know, the the entry level you know yep. interns or whatever that is how do you explain to them like get some sleep but then the amount of workload that we're putting on our workforce right now, it is impossible for individuals to have that proper, first and foremost, work-life balance. Mm-hmm. So you talked about the third, right? Yes. Third is third of the day sleeping and, uh, you know, whatever that is. Like, it, at some point, something has to give. Correct. And something has to encroach upon something
3: else. So the good news is we are experiencing a current culture shift around sleep in the okay. United States. That being said, the corporations that bring me in are usually well aware of the fact that sleep is important to their teams. So when I come in and I talk about sleep and I help people learn how to achieve restful sleep, they usually are the, the companies that say, we want this for our employees.
0: Are there certain industries that seem more at the forefront of that, Sarah? Not at all. I okay. work
3: with everything from mom and pop shops to law firms to Fortune 500 companies. Do you it's
1: recommend, like, sleep pods at their office? Absolutely. Okay. I'm a
3: huge advocate for workplace nap, and here's why. Naturally, our circadian rhythms dip from one to three. People yes. think, oh, I just ate, and now I'm tired because I'm full. It's a, uh, it's a, an, an innate thing in us to, for a lot of different reasons to be restful at that time. So from one to three, all of us are tired, and right. yet we just finish our lunch lunch breaks and we come back to work and are expected to be productive it's ironic because if it wasn't frowned upon and we were allowed to just rest during that time from three to five as we finished our work day we could be so productive <laughs> so that's where <laughs> the
1: other countries are exactly of us. Right. there are
3: actually napping laws in japan really? really if if you don't nap at this time and we have meetings at this Know, they know. They see. So I'm a huge advocate for workplace napping, and I think it's starting to trend. It is something that we're seeing more and more. They've been goo- doing it at Google for years.
1: I do that at the Film Festival 11 days. I'm just here 24 7. So, so I you just, nap. just nap pass forever. out on my couch <laughs> oh uh, here at the office, and I'm just out. But again, I'm only getting five 20 minute naps the entire 24 hours. So again, there's that concentrated time of my uh, industry and my job that I, I can't
3: i understand that but can i ask do you feel like you're showing up well no <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> do you think that the people who are going to be benefiting from your presence would benefit more if you were there for one less hour, but one more hour rested. So can we go
1: back talking to you about uh, See? he really can't. <laughs> <laughs> he can't. He can't handle the. He can't <laughs> handle the
0: truth. He can't handle the truth. Sarah. Uh, That's to answer al- your question. Yeah.
1: Yes, they'd be better off if I was rested.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: would be. Yes. everybody would. Be.
0: Rested and showered. But I've been with you a lot of times <laughs> yeah. at these film fest. I'm like, stop sleeping at your desk. Yeah. Go home, take a nap, have yeah. a shower, come back. You <laughs> um, Smell like coffee. I <laughs> oh <my laughs> always gosh. smell
1: like coffee. Um, I also have a four-year-old, and my wife's my wife's the opposite uh, sleep pattern mm-hmm. as I am, so she's typically no uh, blue light in yep. front of her for at least an hour, if not two hours Good. beforehand. Uh, our kiddo, of course, just goes to bed at like wow. 7, 8 p.m., but again, he's very restricted on what he can see yep, and watch, yep. and that's typically during the daytime as opposed to the evenings. Um, but my wife, if she was here, and this is kind of that where, where partners come into play, right, where I am a heavy sleeper, and I'm out. I don't care if the light is on because I'm <laughs> just out. She is in an environment where it needs to be pitch black. Like right. Even a sliver of a light shining mm-hmm. through the bottom of the door wakes her up. And for me, I'm just kind of like, are you serious? Like, I literally just opened the door to go to the bathroom. Right. Um, how do you work with your – so if you're living with a partner and they have a different mm-hmm. pattern as you, I- that's
0: difficult. So I do you always rec-
3: suggest separate bedrooms. Wow. here's
0: why. Okay. I agree. I, I, that probably would have saved my marriage.
3: It, <laughs> it, <laughs> Una, are you
0: listening to yeah, this? It, there's <laughs> a,
3: there's, and there's a reason. A lot of times, and, and this isn't uncommon. In fact, this used to be the case. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't realize that it's not because of immodesty that our grandparents had separate bedrooms. It was because as a family unit, people were less productive when each of you had poor sleep. And if you had different sleep patterns, you were each interrupting each other's ability to achieve good sleep which interrupted the ability to take care of the family, to get up and work on the farm. This was for the survival of the family unit that people had separate bedrooms. Okay. Then when we came into play with, it became almost an association with a bad marriage right. that people who did it stopped telling people. And if you heard about somebody sleeping in separate bedrooms, it became an assumption of something negative. Okay. When in reality, the majority of people who sleep in separate bedrooms, unless it's that silly case where you sleep on the couch because you're in trouble. Right. That's not usually it. It's usually your sleep is this way, my sleep is this way, and neither of us wins when we do it together.
1: So what about those celebrities who have two different houses? (laughs) (laughs) They live across (laughs) from each other.
3: That's
0: that's a different I, thing. I, I don't know baby, about I don't that. Know if that's <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't even want your it stuff to touch my I know, stuff. Right. I want my own things. Well, we're talking to Sarah Moe, founder and CEO of Sleep Health Specialists. Our polysomnographer. <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, I'm just going to keep saying that word. That's my new you'll favorite it, word for this it. week. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we are, let's l- let's uh, let's say we uh, know what we're addicted to. Is there anything else other than getting rid of our cell phones and that blue light, right, that we should stop doing as well, like we're trying to do?
3: Mm -hmm. Right, right. So it's good to have a physical habit to do before bedtime. Okay. So for me, I wear an eye mask, and every time I pull my eye mask over my eyes, I can feel my body relax because I've trained my body to say eye mask means sleep, which is great, especially if you travel because then you can initiate sleep anywhere. Sure. Uh, That being said, the majority of us are suffering from poor sleep habits. If you just Google it, lucky us, we're in the information (laughs) era, you can find out what you're doing wrong and even get – helpful tips or tricks or things to do to help initiate sleep none of them are going to be anything you like nobody likes to be told i can't look at my cell phone before bed some people think relaxing to candy crush right before sleep (laughs) is what helps put them to sleep but it's actually detrimental okay that being said there is a percentage of the population who no matter what you do it's not going to make it an impact because you have a sleep disorder okay and that's kind of to know because nobody thinks, oh, well, I have a sleep disorder. I'm tired, but everybody is tired. Right. But 30% of the population has an actual classifiable sleep disorder.
0: And you said there's how many sleep disorders in general? Over
3: 100. Okay. The main ones, as you've mentioned, most of us have heard of sleep apnea when you stop breathing at night. Um, and then there's insomnia, restless leg syndrome, narcolepsy. There right. are a few that are more common than others. But if you are tired and you are having good sleep habits, but you're still tired all the time, you might have a sleep disorder. So you should look into that. Talk to your doctor and get a sleep study.
1: So do you just bring it up to your normal physician, like, how yeah. or do you have to,
0: or would they recommend then going to yep, yep, somebody you can like yourself? You call your
3: primary, yep, and say, you know, I'm tired all the time. I would like a sleep study, and they can refer you to an. Because I'm the sleep worst lab. at that.
0: Like my my son's pediatrician brought up. Having him see a sleep specialist, and I was like, Why would I bother? I know he's terrible at sleeping, so what could because they possibly there tell are me? Solutions. <laughs> there really are. I was I was like, They're gonna tell me he's bad at sleeping. I know yes, he's bad but at there's sleeping. There's treatment, okay. And well I was gonna say, for speaking of
1: treatment, uh, you know, our tendency is to go towards give me a pill, mm-hmm. right. right? So, and I, so the cool thing my family, we don't take any kind of extra right. medicine that we don't need right. to, so obviously doing some more healthier stuff on a normal day-to-day, but if that doesn't work and uh, a pill is needed. Correct. Talk a little bit about some of the medications that are available.
3: There are a lot of sleep disorders that are only going to be treated with medication. When you think about narcolepsy, for example. So narcolepsy has always been portrayed, even in movies, as almost a humorous disorder right where people fall asleep wherever and it's funny but it's actually a very sad disease because yeah. people who suffer from it are able to go from wakefulness into stage REM and as we learned earlier in REM our muscles are paralyzed right and that's the reason that they transition from wake into REM and fall because yes. that insulin instant paralyzation is is happening and it's sad because it, it changes their ability to be in social settings what right. jobs they can have and such so in an extreme case like that a medication is going to benefit you in uh, a huge way in that you're going to be able to interact in a more normal way but on the flip side again the majority of things can be fixed with habit changes and this isn't something that we're willing to throw a pill at okay you are not able to let's say you're not sleeping well because of xyz it's not good to take a pill to put you to sleep instead of changing those habits. We're going to say you need to change these habits first before we even look at giving you anything. Um, But then also the most prevalent sleep disorder is sleep apnea. And the treatment for that is a CPAP machine. I don't know if you guys have heard of CPAP.
0: I've heard of it, and I hear the commercials all the time. We have a friend of ours that has one. Mm -hmm. One of Mm -hmm. my family members has one. Mm -hmm. And
3: that's great because when I started X number of years ago – one hand in the room would raise for okay. a person who has CPAP, and now we all know somebody who has a CPAP, which mm-hmm. is great because. That sounds
0: miserable too. Uh, like I'm I like to that, that way. Yeah, you, know. Um, I, I mean to okay, you know, I I mean I attach to your face, or to or to d- I, I feel like I'm okay with that because to wake up that time and feeling like you can't breathe it's that terrible. must be terrible. Yeah.
3: Can I tell a quick story? Do we yes. have time for mm-hmm. a story? Yeah, yeah, of yeah. course. So back when I was still working overnights doing sleep studies, I had a patient who had severe sleep apnea, and he was mean. He came in, and I'll never forget him. His name was Bob. And most people who come into the sleep lab are crabby because mm-hmm. you're tired, and that's understandable. But he was actually mean. He okay. was insulting. He wouldn't answer my questions. He'd roll his eyes. And I just thought, I can't wait for him to go to bed. Right. But I also knew he was going to have severe sleep apnea, just based on his jaw structure and the fact that he was what we call an awake snorer. Have you ever heard people who breathe like,
0: Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's I didn't indicative. I that was actually a thing. Like, I mm-hmm. had a yeah. kind of term for it.
3: Yep. So that's. Uh, that's a sign of a crowded airway okay which means when you fall asleep it's even worse because you can't control the structure of your airway right so he went to bed and of course had immediate severe sleep apnea to the point where he wasn't breathing for two minutes at a time oh goodness i had to watch him not breathe for two minutes and then wake up going
0: <sighs> oh my goodness and it
3: was it's it's heartbreaking yes So after a few hours, I went in and I said, okay, Bob, I have to put this little mask on you. It's called CPAP Mm -hmm. to help you breathe. And he said, I'm not doing it. My wife made me come, and she doesn't know what she's talking about. And I said, well, you only smiled last night when you talked about your family. And he said, so? And I said, so do you want to see your your kids graduate from high school? Do you want to see your grandkids walk down the aisle? Do you want to continue to be around for your family? Because it seems like the only thing that makes you happy because if you don't put this thing on, you won't be here. Wow. Yep, Mm -hmm. and he thought about it for a few minutes, and then he said he would try it. I'll just try it for a minute. So I put the mask on, put him back to bed, and I went back in the back room, and he fell asleep. Right. So... To fast forward this, I had to change out his masks three different times because then his mouth opened and I had to put on a different one and then it started leaking because he had a big bushy beard oh, and then goodness. I ended up shaving his beard in the <laughs> middle of the night to get this mask to seal to his face mm-hmm. and I finally did and at 2 o'clock in the morning he fell asleep and he slept until 7 o'clock in the morning without having any apneas.
0: Wow. So
3: I went in the room in the morning and I took the little mask off and I said, how are you feeling? And he looked me dead in the eyes and he started bawling. Oh. He was heaving sobs and he couldn't, he was hysterical. And I started crying too. And I sat with him and I just put my arm around him. And when he finally finished crying, he wiped his face and he said, I can't believe I feel this way. I haven't felt this way since I was a child. And he kept making this motion with his hands towards his body because he hadn't achieved restful sleep his entire life. And after five hours of wearing a machine that held his airway open so he could get the air that he needed and his body could breathe the way it was supposed to or that it was meant to, he was a a different person.
0: Sarah, you are creating miracles. You are creating miracles. So how do they find you at Sleep Health Specialists?
3: Um, You can just go to the website, www.sleephs.com. And then, yeah, we've got contact forms and... Yeah, hit us up we're here to help
0: well we are going to be part of that and Jayton, I'm going to hold you accountable I'm gonna this year I'll be
3: after
0: <laughs> <that>. <laughs> I'm <laughs> going to work on my sleep debt perfect perfect and so Sarah we're going to have to have you come on again soon I'm sure yeah. we have other things that you can geek out about with us So, and we are all going to try and sleep better out there in the world I'm going to go to sleep after this right <laughs> now <laughs> and just it make sure I'm caught time. up on all of them yeah. <laughs> So we encourage you to do that. We also encourage you to find out more about the Twin Cities Film Fest by going to TwinCitiesFilmFest.org. If there's something you'd like us to talk about on Be Our Geek, we're very easy to find. You can go to Be Our Geek on Facebook and Twitter and hit us up, and uh, hopefully we'll be awake for that. Uh, so in the meantime, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, on behalf of myself and Jaden Satia. we will see you next time on Be Our Geek because everyone is a geek about something.
2: At the Home Depot, we have Black Friday savings all through November. And with that comes a joyful holiday bustle that we just love to hear. Although we also love the sound that comes after the holidays. When people put their new tools to use. In fact, we love it so much. When you buy select Milwaukee M18 kits, you'll get an extra tool for free. So after you're done filling the air with holiday magic, you can fill it with the sounds of doing. The Home Depot. How doers get more done.